This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Now on Joy 94.9, this is The Glow Show with your host, Victoria Police LGBTI Liaison Officer, Gabrielle Tayak, Joy's own Will Lanting, with a range of Victoria Police staff and Joy volunteers coming together to inform and support our diverse LGBTI communities. Here is The Glow Show on Joy. Welcome to the Glow Show, Joy 94.9. I am Will, and of course, always joined by Lydon Senior Constable Gabby. How are you tonight, Gabby? You know that it's Monday night. I'm always excited. You are always excited. You're never excited. <laughs> I'm extra excited when I see the Veronicas. Yeah, apparently, they wandered by a couple of days ago, I'm led to believe. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm still you, bouncing. Yeah, I can see it. I, I can know. see it. Very exciting times for me. Now, tonight, who do we have in tonight to have a little chat with us? Well, we're going to be joined in the studio by First Constable James Downey, who's been on here before. No applause yet because I'm still talking. Um, (laughs) James has been with us before. He's a um, police officer out at Werribee. And we're going to be talking about some of the regular things we talk about because it's a police show, family violence, um, any issues that um, affect our community. So what's going on in Werribee, we'll we'll ask him. Mm -hmm. And also Ida Hobbit Day is coming up very soon. It is too. James, uh, nice big introduction. Welcome to the studio. Thank you, Will. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. And a nice uh, little round of applause for you. Thank Glad you to have you back again. Yeah, it's good to be back. I know it's been a while since... Uh, like a couple you, of years. I know. The last time I saw you was uh, the Pride at um, Pride March at... Uh, that's right. Midsummer. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I think I've done four Pride Marches now. So yeah, try to get more people involved each year and um, yeah, it's such a good day out. It's very hot usually, but uh, always a good day. I missed last year's, but uh, yeah, it's certainly been the, the year before was horrific. Oh, yeah, thirty eight, and I think last year or this year was horrific. Yeah, too, it was. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we were slipping and sliding all over the place. It was just sweat, wasn't it? But yeah, all worth it. Yeah, always worth. Yeah, it. a lot of people say it should be done at night. It should be an evening event, which I think would be which would be much better, and it would certainly avoid the heat issue. But knowing Melbourne, if you made it uh, night time, same time of the year, it would be 12 degrees and windy and rainy. And That's right. We'd it all would, be uh, crying. <laughs> Put it back during the day. This morning we went to a very top-secret launch, which we're not really going to be talking about because it's we can't talk about it. But we did go, didn't we, James? So it's a little bit of a teaser mm-hmm. for an upcoming episode in a few weeks' time. I'm hoping when we can talk about it more. Yeah. A launch that Victoria Police gave internally for us. It's about LGBTI things, so it's relevant. So it's a teaser, isn't it? And that's, and that's why James is here, because I dragged him. So this top um, secret launch studio. that we're not allowed to talk about tonight <laughs> That we did talk all. about. Um, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very exciting. So just stay tuned yeah. for some big news. Well, I can't wait till next month and when we can talk about it. It's not as big as the Veronica's News, who, who are doing an MTV show soon. That's next level. Yeah, next level, but this is still pretty big. It is. It okay, is. back to James. Back to James, yeah. <laughs> James, how's it been out at Werribee the last, uh, well, since we've seen you? What have been some of the issues that are going on out there at the it's moment? It's been good. Uh, Werribee, uh, as you can imagine, is an ever-expanding area. There's a lot of uh, growth uh, in the area. New suburbs popping up all the time, so the population naturally goes up. Um, and with that, 
They're popping up everywhere. Popping up everywhere. It's land and houses going up everywhere and they get them up so quick. Um, so naturally the population grows up and uh, that goes hand in hand with uh, crime reporting and things like that. But yeah, it's always very busy out there, um, but we're a very proactive station out there. Can I ask you, James, with all the new properties being built, uh, I know that when I was working down in Geelong many, many years ago that there was quite a big growth at that time and there was a lot of um, burglaries and, and thefts from houses that weren't yet occupied, but they'd just been almost finished and they'd had the, all the new appliances installed and people would then go and steal them from those houses. Is that something that you're seeing in your area? Yep, that's always happening. Uh, houses under construction uh, and quite often it's not reported until months, potentially months after, you know, when people realise that stuff is missing that might not have been attended to for a period of time. Um, a lot of copper wiring and things like that, hot water s- systems mm, um, being that's taken. That's still going on. Because these areas are quite can be quite isolated in terms of there's not many houses up in that street, so there might only be a couple of houses. So you can imagine it's very dark and isolated, and um, people, you know, opportunistic. Mm. Um, so it's about you know having active patrols in those areas and encouraging builders and things to lock everything up and maybe get CCTV footage because those are you know good investigative tools that we can use um, to catch you. The offenders. So that honestly, this has been a serious problem that's continuing the stealing of copper, for obviously from houses that are half constructed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Like, I'd imagine they just sell the copper onwards and um, hot water systems and I mean everything you could probably sell online these days. But um, it's suppose- probably more for the transit police issue. But apparently they had a similar issue and people actually putting themselves in in massive, mm. in huge danger by going out to the railway tracks and stealing copper components off the. You know, the, the large amounts, so they had quite a bit of value to them. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and anyone around railway tracks at all at any time of the day. So yeah. um, those are some of the important issues that we they're ongoing over there and our detectives out at Wyndham CI working very hard to stay on top of all that stuff. So if you're living near an area that's up and coming uh, and you're already in a, a home that's established and you see any odd behaviour or any suspicious vehicles, what can we tell people to do? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely, call triple zero. We get a lot of triple zero calls for suspicious vehicles just parked in the street. They might be driving around late at night without lights on. Um, so it's about engaging with the the houses in those areas that are already occupied and telling them, you know, to keep an eye out because you know it's their neighbours' houses under construction. So it's, it creates that kind of um, community. You know, back in the back in the day, probably twenty years ago, everyone knew their neighbours mm. and everyone, you know, knew if something was not right. Whereas now, you know, everyone's kind of more inside on their TVs and electronic devices. So it's about getting everyone out and get to know your neighbours. I think it's really good to get to know your neighbours and, and even like elderly neighbours and things like that. Just keep an eye on your neighbours. I think it's really important. Like the good old days when we had um, neighbourhood watch. You That's can right. pretty much create your own community neighbourhood watch if you actually go and talk to your neighbours. That's right. We're losing that um, inclusiveness and connectedness with our neighbours and, and because of that, things are happening, people are becoming victims, uh, crimes aren't being prevented because no one's actually talking to each other and helping out, helping each other out. That's right. I think the face-to-face type of stuff has kind of gone out the window a little bit, but at the same time, the online community of the neighbourhood watch and most, most police areas now have a neighbourhood watch uh, Facebook page where people you know talk about issues in the area I know, I know out in our area in Point Cook there's a very active 
neighbourhood watch page and um, our bosses are always talking to them and, and seeing what kind of issues they have. So although the face-to-face stuff is kind of gone away a little bit, but the online stuff is is uh, very predominant now. You're on the Glow Show. Join 94.9. We're speaking to First Constable James Downey from Werribee. And, uh, yeah, we've been sp- talking about some of the challenges that uh, Werribee faces with increased uh, housing and new communities and which sort of brings into mind of you know a lot of young families have come to the area so what are some of the challenges that you see with you know the influx of lots of new young families in the area does that bring its own set of problems as well yeah I think just naturally with the population growth out in the area all the same challenges that we've had it before still exist um, you know young families um, uh, different different members of the community, different religions, different backgrounds and things like that um, come with different challenges. Mm. Um, but yeah, certainly the more people you got out there, you're going to have the same issues, but it's about uh, touching base with these people and letting them know if they're not from, you know, from this kind of country or anything like that, it's about letting them know what we're there for and what we can do to help them. So um, a lot of the time they might be a little bit reluctant to come to police for whatever reason but um, it's just making sure that that initial police contact they have is a really positive one for them so that they feel comfortable um, to come in come into police to report something in the future I think this is kind of a question for you both as a as the community member and Gabby was just touching on it before was that neighborhood watch and certainly something that I remembered of, of the 80s probably the 90s and that seems to have dissipated a little bit probably still there I don't, I don't really know but what I've noticed uh, although I'm not a social media person but Facebook community neighborhood watch pages seem to be quite predominant out there at the moment um, are they help or are they a hindrance to the police force these pages or mixture of both you know how effective are they uh, I'm not all over the social media aspect but from my experience I think it's probably a bit of a mixture mm-hmm. um, people will post stuff about um, jobs that have been in the area and and Sometimes they, they might be critical of police, but that's, I suppose, without having both sides of the story. But at the same time, um, they can be really good at being pro-police and maybe identifying issues that we need to be looking at or um, even identifying people that are wanted or anything like that. So, um, and just getting the word out. And we do a lot of neighbourhood watch stuff at an area. We have... Uh, a truck that sometimes we take out to local shopping centres and things like that. Um, and it's like a little bit of a shop front, I suppose, and people can come up and we encourage kids to come up and give them stickers and things like that. And it's about creating that positive police experience. Yeah, things that I've seen on local social media, particularly on Facebook, where you do have some good interaction with the locals talking about, I saw this and this happened and everyone else gets on board and says, well, this is why it happened or they add their two cents worth, which often is very helpful. However, a lot of the time these conversations are going on and they're not actually informing the police that there are issues that the police should know about. So they'll be talking about a suspicious person, a suspicious car, uh, an assault, uh, any kind of incident and having conversations with each other and not actually involving the police. And police aren't monitoring these sites. They're all local neighbourhood sites. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the things that people misconceive is that it's, they think that it's a community page. It's monitored by the police. It's not at all. In fact, it's not. And so I've been on my local one sometimes and just gone, oh my God, this is really good information (laughs) that we need to know about. And it was three days ago and it's probably not as helpful as it would have been if you just rang triple zero or your local police station. But another thing I've noticed on these pages 
pages is as on all social media platforms is the negativity and mm. people putting each other down and being rude and being troll that troll behavior and i know lately we've had a lot of social media response to trolls a lot particularly through sporting channels because of what's been going on with people trolling footballers um and we've got to look at the, at this from every single person that uses social media it's not there for you to vent your angst and anger at other people I think if you if you're on social media, we need to start being responsible. And if you're not going to say something to someone to their face, don't say it on social media unless it's, unless it's positive. It's certainly something that uh, we're all learning to find our feet with still socially, aren't we? Because it's, sometimes yeah. it can be a crime, Will. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you can be offensive. You can be actually committing an assault on someone because not all assaults are actual physical. Um, Interactions and assault can be a verbal interaction. So if you're um, making a threat to someone or saying something where it look where it looks like you actually are willing to go through with that behaviour, and someone's feeling afraid or scared or intimidated, that can certainly be a, an assault and an, an offence that we can look into. You're listening to the Glow Show. We have First Constable James Downey from Werribee. Uh, stay tuned for some more. We'll be back. You're listening to the Glow Show on Joy. Back soon. Your community is our business. Joy 94.9. Welcome back. This is The Glow Show on Joy. You're back on Joy 94.9 with The Glow Show, Will and Gabby. And we're talking to James Downey from Werribee Police Station. We've been talking about some really interesting things that have been happening in Werribee. Uh, some things you can look out for in relation to social media behaviour, trying to be safe in Werribee, um, trying not to be a victim of crime perhaps. Uh, but I think now, given that it's only a week or so away to Idahobbit Day, next Friday I think, so less than two Time weeks flies. away. It, it does. It does. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, including in Werribee, and I know you're going to be involved in one of those things, maybe even two. That's right. So, Idaho Hobbit Day is 17th of May. Uh, Wyndham City Council hold a flag raising ceremony, as do other councils, I believe, on that day. And I will be doing a little guest uh, speech, I suppose, or just to talk about what I do as a police officer, as as I am a GLOW um, to different members of the community out there. So, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and for those of you who don't know, a GLOW is... Uh, gay, well, the acronym is a gay and lesbian liaison officer. However, we, you know, LGBTI liaison officer. Um, so we have some extra training around LGBTI issues and we are there for support for people in the workplace, in Victoria Police and the community. Um, if they don't feel comfortable coming to report something um, in, that, in that space, they know that they've got us here to give them a bit of extra support. So if you want to meet James... Go down to Wyndham City Council on the 17th of May. That's right. And you'll be raising the flag. Raising the flag. And then um, on the day before, our bosses out at wherever you've been very supportive of Ida Hobbit Day. And on the day before, we're going to have a morning tea out there to um, to recognise Ida Hobbit Day. And um, So this is not for the public, that event? That's just for the police or it is for the public? No, just for our station because it's not just about being... Um, recognising people in the community. It's also about um, 
been inclusive of our workplace for members in the Victoria Police. So, yeah, it's a bit happening and, uh, yeah, pretty exciting. This is something that we haven't spoken about or we have, sorry, have spoken about it, but we haven't done it for a while, is that GLOWs are not only there for the community uh, outside the Victorian Police Force or the general public, um, people of the LGBTI community that need a little bit of extra support or security or some confidence, but they're also there for within the police force as well. Is That's that right. Correct? Yeah. yeah, we're there for everybody. And uh, LGBTI members or their allies and um, we, yeah, we, we've got lots little bit extra knowledge and we like to pass on our knowledge to other members so that we all become LGBTI allies. And I know James has got a really interesting story because when I became a GLOW many, many years ago, about 12, maybe 12 or 13 years ago, um, things were very different where I used to have to go out and really sell the role to everyone, whether it be the public or other police. Um, and if I wanted to do something as a GLOW and which involved my boss or other members, uh, other Victoria Police members, I really had to tell them why it was important for police to be involved and they always wanted to know well how do we even know that there are gay people in our suburbs and you know that was a different time but for you to have this event um for your local police station you didn't actually approach the boss about this did you no they approached me and um said james Ida hobbit day is coming up what are we doing um, so it was it, you know, their idea, but in collaboration with me, we're going to organise something, which is really good to have bosses that are uh, supportive of that. And yeah, like Gabby said, probably 10 or 15 years ago, you had to explain a little bit more. But now if I want to go to a Glow event or anything, it's no questions asked. Um, very supportive of that, which is really good. Um, hopefully at, at Werribee, we had a few more Glows earlier last year but some have gone to other stations so hopefully we'll get a few signed up in the next uh, few months you're on joy 94.9 with the glow show and we're talking to james downey from werribee police station we've just been talking about ida hobbit day which is the international day against homophobia biphobia and transphobia and intersex phobia which is may 17th coming up very soon and if you're having an event in your local area please make sure you invite your local police and your local glows go to the police station get onto victoria police website and look up lgbti or gay or lesbian in the search and find out where your local glow is or if you have one. And if you don't, get in contact with us or your local station and say, hey, we don't have a glow at, at this police station and we want one, what can we do? Or if they, if you go into the police station, most police stations will have a poster out the front with their glow liaison officers and if they don't, ask them who are their glows and maybe get a poster in the watch house. How many glows are at Werribee? Uh, two. Just two, yep. yep. But there was more. We had about five, I think, at one stage, but people move mm. here and there, so um, hopefully... A bit of a recruitment campaign. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. right, absolutely. <laughs> Why not? So, James, as a GLOW, um, can you give us a bit of a ba- background as to how you came into the role as the GLOW at Werribee? Um, I, I've always been interested in what Victoria Police is doing. Um, I'm very community-minded, so I suppose I was uh, keeping up to date with what they're doing before I even joined. Um, so when the opportunity came up, I thought, um, you know, I could be a good ally for that community. And, um, I have family members that are from that community, so I've always uh, been understanding of some of the issues that they've gone through. So I feel, as a police officer, I've got a big responsibility to represent uh, Vic Pole in that space in a positive way. So I thought, what a better way to do it than to become a clone. 
Now, um, what would probably be one of the biggest issues with the LGBTI community in your region at the moment? Would it probably be um, homophobic issues where people are getting assaulted or do you think more of the issues with the LGBTI community more within family, so it falls into a family violence issue. What do you feel that's the greater of those two at the moment? Uh, I'm not too sure in an area. We don't have... I haven't really recognised any particular area out in our way, but um, certainly family violence, I think, would in same-sex um, partnerships and things like that, marriages would be an issue, as it is um, with uh, heterosexual couples, family violence. I think that, you know, it doesn't matter which background or sexuality you are, I think you're always going to be those issues. So it's important um, to, you know, be able to offer referrals and things like that for them. Um, there's also a few, I understand, a few beat locations out in our area, but uh, I don't hear anything um, negative about those areas. But having said that, it's pretty widely recognised that beat locations, are, if there are crimes being committed, they are highly unreported. Um, they're unreported. Yeah, unreported and things like that. So I or suppose they're just not happening at the moment. You know, it's, it's, the yeah. community is much more accepted. Yeah, so that might be an area that we can work on is to um, touching base with other networks and organisations that work in that space to see if there's anything we can do to, to help. Hmm. So right. ongoing. No, it's interesting, Matt, and I mean, it's just, it's amazing, I think, uh, over the generations, I think, you know, the, the local issues towards gay people has, has tend to wind down or, or gone away over the, certainly over the last couple of decades, which is a good thing, but I imagine within family communities is where you probably would get more problems for LGBTI community, so... I was, I was just wondering whether a family violence is probably more the issue nowadays. Yeah, I think so. With a lot of new and emerging communities moving mm-hmm. into into the area with maybe different backgrounds and different cultural beliefs, um, it's a bit of a work in progress and um, family members not might not be as comfortable coming out to their family as they, they would in other backgrounds. So I suppose it's uh, recognising the difficulties around that and the sensitivities that are required, but um, being able to offer those people um, referrals to because there are lots of organisations out there who can help them. Yeah, it's certainly one of the challenges for Victoria Police because there are so many new and emerging communities um, coming into where your local police station that you work from is and often they've got um, restrictions and barriers to speaking to police in the first place and if they're part of the LGBTI community and they don't feel comfortable or safe within their own community being out and they don't trust the police anyway, it's hard to um, for, for us to get our message across to them that there are police that they can talk to that can give them that, those referrals. So, I mean, I challenge all the GLOWs who listen to this program to go out and speak to all these new and emerging communities and talk to them about what their role is as a GLOW so that they know that there is someone that they can go to if they are struggling with any of these issues. Yeah, no, interesting stuff. Um, Yeah, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, you get a lot of new communities and we get a lot of ethnic backgrounds and that sort of creates a lot of, uh, you know, tension in that area. So Yeah, that's why it's important that we continue networking with other organisations because that person from an emerging community who might be struggling with um, their sexuality, they might not go to police because it's not a police matter mm. but they might go to another organisation and if that organisation is aware of glows at the police station they then uh, can put that in their toolkit if they ever have any um, issues uh, around crime or reporting that they know that that contact at the police station is there. Now James before we wrap up just quickly if you're a police officer and you're listening to the show or listening to the podcast which a lot do I believe 
uh, and you're interested in becoming a GLOW, what would you suggest? I would suggest jumping on to the intranet, the police intranet, having a look at what the role is. Um, and then you can email any of the GLOWs that are on the list there and ask for more information if you like, or email the good Gabrielle Tyke to my left. <laughs> and once you join, you get to meet Gabby and I. Yes. That's right. <laughs> and we are doing training coming up this year for a lot of the GLOWs who haven't had any training yet. So uh, that's coming up in the near future. We always want more GLOWs. We've never got enough. I mean, it wasn't too many years ago. When, when I first started, actually, there was only 20. Wow. There's now at least 350 around the state wow. and, and always growing. That's it's excellent. just the problem is they move around so much we have trouble keeping track of them. Hats move. off to you, Gabby, for getting not, the numbers up. Not just me. Lots of hard work. <laughs> people. Jason, it's been brilliant having you. Oh, Jason. James. It's all right. I knew I was going to do it. I've been called worse. James, 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 James. <laughs> Thanks for coming in tonight. Uh, you're doing great work out at Werribee. Thank we you. Really love you for it. And uh, yeah, we hope to have you back again soon. Thanks, Will. Thanks for doing the show too. My pleasure. Thank you. Gabby, you have a lovely week. You stay safe out there. And next week, mm-hmm. we'll be good on. I don't know. I think we might have a assistant commissioner. Oh, but we'll leave you hanging. Oh, we'll leave you hanging and we have a big boss coming in. Yes. Why am I scared? I'm not a copper. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to The Glow Show on Joy 94.9. That's it from us today. Thanks for listening to another Glow Show on Joy. Tonight's episode has just been loaded to the Joy website and our podcast feed on iTunes. So if you missed anything important, you can hear it again now. Please support the volunteers who make the Glow Show happen by subscribing to our podcast and sharing them with your friends on social media. The Glow Show is produced by Will Lansing and Gabrielle Tyak and edited weekly by me, Jason Gibbs. See you next time on Joy. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.